Welcome back to Been There, Watch That. Took a week off, and now we're back to review the 1968 film Bullet. Um, anybody seen this one before? No, I had not. Everybody out there, this one came from our fan pick list, which we we all do our picks, and then we throw in a fan pick. That's part of our rotation. And we do a random number generator that just goes through the Excel spreadsheet and picks one, and we... Uh, went through. This one came up as one that was on HBO Max, so we were all able to watch it. Uh, follow us on beentherewatchthat.com. Go there, check out all our previous reviews. We go from a burnt popcorn all the way up to a mop bucket popcorn rating. The hallowed mop bucket. And uh, also, uh, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Pod. Check us out on there. Send in uh, any recommendations. We'll try to check them out. And it's been a while since we've uh, thrown any mop buckets around. Yeah. Well, you know, I only get to pick every four times. So. <laughs> well, and Justin gave uh, Die Hard a, a small. <laughs> yeah. A uh, small that somebody's eaten some of the popcorn out <laughs> So I, I'm scared, Justin. I had so much faith in you and your picks, and, and you gave Die Hard a small. I'm, I'm afraid of how you're going to rate your next because the you know, next round is your round, so yeah. I, I'm afraid to see what's going to happen. Because I, I put my stake in, in on on how you gauge. Because I found that you and I have a lot of similarities on mm -hmm. our ratings, and I'm scared now. <laughs> yeah. Episode 41. If you guys want to hear me uh, say everything that's terrible about Die Hard, <laughs> <laughs> there's always that. Man, all right, we're moving right along with this. So. uh this is an interesting one because we haven't went back to like a retro, what I'll call a retro movie for a while. Yes. I mean, we went all the way back when one, Justin's one picked The General. Was that right? Yes. And then to 1926. And now we're back to 1968. I'm a big fan of 80s movies. You two are all over the place and the fan pick is all over the place. But uh, Yeah, a lot of 80s movies on our list. Yeah. We don't, this is our first one from the 60s. Yeah. This is our first. Well, yeah, it's true. Yep. Yeah, because we did... Uh, you chose Mad Max, but that's 70s. Well, in Ocean's Eleven, we just did the remake. We didn't do the original, so... Right, right. Okay, 1968 is an interesting deal. You want to do out the roll call, Joe? Yeah, so let's do a quick re preview and a roll call. So, San Francisco Police Lieutenant Bullet... Oh, I guess the, mo so the movie we're talking about is Bullet. Uh, Lieutenant Bullet's tasked by ambitious Walter Chalmers the guard, to guard Johnny Ross, a Chicago mobster who's about to turn evidence against the organization. Chalmers wants Ross, Ross's safety at all costs or else Bullet will pay the consequences. <clears throat> so the movie stars Steve McQueen as Bullet. He's known for The Great Escape and The Getaway. Robert Vaughn plays Chalmers and he's known for Superman 3. Robert Duvall is a repeat offender on our podcast. He plays Weisberg, and that was a young Robert Duvall. I didn't even catch that. Uh, he's known for Thank You for Smoking, which is in our archives, Secondhand Lions, Apocalypse Now, and The Godfather. And Thunder, or Days of Thunder. Really? Yeah. Come Did on, man. Come on, man. Okay, I missed him. I, I completely missed him on this one, so. I didn't see him either. <laughs> <laughs> Simon Oakland plays Captain Bennett. He's known for West Side Story. Norman Fell plays Baker. He's known for Three's Company. George Stanford Brown plays Dr. Willard. And he's known for Stir Crazy, Roots, and Hill Street Blues. Felice Arlandi plays Rennick and known for 
Another 48 Hours, and Vic Tabak plays Pete Ross, and he's known for Alice and All Dogs Go to Heaven. And that is your casting call. Hmm. So, interesting deal. I know very little about McQueen. I mean, is he, was he very famous at this time? Yeah. Because when the movie came out, I guess it was like quite a success at the box office. People... Yeah, I mean, he had The Great Escape, and he was just—he was one of those guys that was kind of polarizing. Like, I know some about him because he rode motorcycles, and was just kind of like a an everyday kind of guy, but yet was a great actor. So, yeah. Because I've, I've heard a lot of his work. I've not seen a lot of his work, but I've heard his name thrown out a lot. Yeah, I, I just think, you know, kind of like the Frank Sinatra of the time, you know, a guy that... I don't know. No, kinda, not Frank Sinatra. Kind of like the Burt Reynolds of the 60s. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Kind of like the guy that everybody just likes, you know, does good work, honest guy that's nice to the everyday people, didn't act all hoity-toity, you know. Yeah. I thought he carried the film pretty well as the leading leading man in this one. Yeah, I think he did good. It's kind of crazy. You know, Robert Vaughn, I thought, did a good job. It was really, I don't know. It's interesting to go back to the 60s and, and see kind of how it played out. You know, their dress, the cars. Yeah, just uh, my dad and I watched it last night. I remarked to him that with these long stretches where it's just kind of ambient background noise, like yes. cars and stuff, mm-hmm. like no music or anything. Yeah, yeah. It's a different uh, vibe, the 60s mm-hmm. movie. Um, it did have an explosion in it for Joe. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> as soon as it happened, I was like, uh, yep. Yes, just went up a notch on the ranking. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't love a good car explosion and then showing the guys burning up in the car? Yeah, true. Of course, Joe does. Yeah, the car chase was ten minutes and fifty-three seconds long. It was long. I did notice it. And they say that that is the most popular car chase of all time. And I'm going. Eh, nah. I'm thinking the O.J. Simpson one. Yeah. <laughs> gosh. <laughs> I was thinking, uh, what's Jason Bourne? Uh, you know what? I'm going to research it while we talk here. Okay. Famous car chase scenes. Yeah, so was, at the time, it was kind of like groundbreaking, I guess. Yeah, and they used uh, two different Mustangs and two different Chargers to, to film all that. And Steve McQueen did a lot of the stunt work himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had a stunt driver, but then also did a fair amount of the, the stunt driving. Which is crazy, I mean... Actually, it's it's rated 4 out of 10 in the greatest car chase scenes. San Francisco. What's number 1? Well, what's the top 3? Alright, so Man with the Golden Gun, The Driver, Smokey and the Bandit, Mad Max, uh, The Burglars, 7-Ups. Ah, oh, 7-Ups, really? The Ford versus Mustang, Gone in 60 Seconds, French Connection, those are all... In the top 10? Yeah. Let me go back on this other one here and see. Oh, it's going to do a video. What the heck? Huh. All right. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty cool, though. I mean, yeah, the, the Hollywood yeah, stunt driver was named Bud, Et, Bud Ekins, or Ekins. And to tell the difference between, the, between which one's driving, <clears throat> from the interior shots looking forward, forward inside the Mustang, it's easy to see which one's driving. When McQueen was driving, the rearview mirror was is down to f- reflect in his face. When Elkins, or Eakins is driving, 
the rearview mirror's up, so his face is hidden out of the reflection. Huh, okay. All right, so 31, the Italian job. 30, man with golden gun. Fast and the Furious, Fate of the Furious, Mission Impossible Fallout, Mad Max, 7-Ups. I don't know what the 7-Ups is. Anyway, Drive, Dirty Mary, Crazy Larry. I don't know you heard that one. The Driver, which is the... The old one, 1978. Baby Driver, 2017. Gone in 60 seconds. The Born Supremacy. Matrix Reloaded. John Wick. You know, Night and Day. You guys remember the Night and Day movie with uh, Cameron Diaz and uh, Tom Cruise? Mm. He gets thrown off a car, lands on a in a car. I've heard it, but I've I, I never seen it. it. Wanted. Angelina Jolie, Fast Five. Death Proof, The Duel, Fast and Furious, Hobbs and Shaw, Jeez. Mad Max, Fury Road, Smoking the Bandit, ranked 10th. I can see that. Yeah, a lot of jumping and stuff. Terminator 2, Judgment Day, Mad Max 2, The Road Warrior, Vanishing Point, Rhythm Section, never heard of that, and that's 2020. Blake Lively in it. The Blues Brothers, 1980. Ah, now we're talking. That was a good car scene. Live and Die in L.A., 1985. Ronin, 1998. Bullet, ranked second. That's crazy. So what beat Bullet? The French Connection, 1971. Never heard of it. It's got Gene Hackman in it. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. So, wow. So it says, Bullet revolutionized the car chase scene, then French Connection gave it a reality never seen before because they had a dashboard camera, handheld cameras, and Gene Hackman's ferocious acting. So that's what the game changer was, was the camera angles. Mm-hmm. Huh. Huh. Yep, it says the feel of being right in the car with the actor in the, is what makes it so thrilling and by the end you're Exhausted as he is in a great way. <laughs> All right, car chase scenes. So this movie, famous for it, ranking number two of all the greatest car chase scenes. And, you know, and I, I kind of, yeah, I agree with that. I mean, you know, when he comes to a stop and he's looking and, you know, trying to figure out how to chase the guy and he has to reverse it and you see the smoke on the tires and, yeah, not bad. And no special effects. It's all done. For yeah. Real. Well, no. I did notice it was ten minutes, though. <clears throat> well, no, there was some special effects stuff. I'm hoping that those were just plastic dummies that was... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I just I just <laughs> meant, like, you know, he squeals to a stop. Like, yeah. when the scene where uh, Steve McQueen reverses because he missed the turn, yeah. that was actually his mistake, and they kept it. Which is crazy, I mean... Because you can see him in the window. You know, he, yeah. wa- he wanted to be in the window a lot and have his window down so you could tell it was his, him driving. Yeah. Now, there were a couple scenes where they had the stuntman driving, but... Well, which is crazy to think. I mean, if I was an actor... It, for they like these car scenes, I would definitely want to do my own stunts. That would oh, be fun. Oh yeah, but I don't think the movie studio would see it that way. When if you had yeah, a they're, and, they're looking at the liability standpoint. Yeah, but it would be fun. I was thinking that too, Joe. That's you read my mind, kinda. I was thinking that when I watched the movie, I was like, man, it would be a blast to to have a Mustang like that. You know, high powered Mustang and be zooming around the roads and jumping the jumps in San Francisco. It'd be like, heck yeah. Well, I think Hollywood stunt people. One, don't get enough credit for the hard work mm-hmm. they do. And two, have the coolest jobs on the planet. Let's think cool. about it. What'd you do to work today? I had to sit some meeting, listen to some 
knothead run on for 45 minutes about nonsense. What did you do today? I drove a car going 90 miles an hour and 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 for all day long. Drove a, yeah. class, a, a beautiful classic Mustang and just yeah, did yeah. stunts all day long. Yep, practiced my drifting and yeah. 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 Isn't that cool? <laughs> I jumped out of an airplane and about four times and, yeah. and, then, and then drove a car 90 miles an hour down the road. So that's where we're starting this movie off with the famous car scene. I like it. Yeah. Good fan pick, I think. Better than some. Yeah. Yes. Better than Justin's picks, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Justin. That's all right. Anyway, so yeah, good casting call. I mean, you know, some of these guys never heard of, never seen again, but not bad. Well, this yeah. was this was kind of an older generation movie, yeah. too, so, so a lot of these we wouldn't have heard of. Well, I mean, other than Robert Duvall. Mm-hmm. You know, and what's funny? Heavy on the men. Yes. I noticed that. I mean, I know it's police force and all that, but even by the time you got to like the 80s and 90s movies that I love so much, there was a pretty good integration of women here. I want to say one woman's the only one I noticed. Well, other than the nurses. Ah, you're right. You know what? The, one of the It did surprise me. Two things surprised me. One, there was a black doctor. Yes. And two, the head staff person was a woman nurse. Yes. I was like, 1968, I kind of assumed that a male would be in charge of the hospital ward and that there wouldn't be a black doctor just because of the prejudice Right, yeah, the, at the, the, time. the black doctor did kind of surprise me. The head nurse didn't really throw pink flags throw on my It didn't on me, though. I was like, nah, the, the person in charge of everything going to be a man just because everybody else was male in that whole thing. Well, I just took her as like the head nurse over that ward that... She would have that kind of authority set. That didn't really throw up any red flags on mine. I, ne- I didn't give him, give that a thought. Now, the, the black doctor did uh, catch me off guard due to, the like you said, with the age of it and all that. Yeah. So they only had two Mustangs and two Dodge Chargers. And uh, the Mustang was loaned out by a Ford Motor Company. Why wouldn't they? I mean, look look at how great publicity they've gotten off of that. And the cars were modified by a high-speed chase by veteran auto racer Max Bal- Balchowski. wonder huh. if any of them got damaged. Probably dinged up a little bit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not returned in perfect condition to Ford. <laughs> but then it's worth that much more because Steve McQueen drove it. I was going to say, I wonder if that got sold at some point. Oh, that, Some crazy amount of money. Let me let me look it up. Now you've intrigued me, sir. <laughs> I know that's happened before with celebrity cars or cars that were in movies. Okay, the icon according to uh, Car and Driver, the iconic 1968 Ford Mustang GT that Steve McQueen drove in the film Bullet sold for 3.4 million dollars yeah. at auction. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> How much you pay for that car? Three million. <laughs> Why? Well, Steve McQueen. So. so then the response is, "Oh, okay." Hmm. <laughs> I was trying to figure out. Okay, so the car that Steve McQueen drove has belonged to the Kiernan family since 1970s, when the car was purchased by Robert Kiernan of Madison, New Jersey, for six thousand dollars. McQueen tried to buy it back at him, but Kernan refused to sell it back. Nice little return on investment, th- yeah. six thousand to three point four million. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Doesn't say who bought it. 
Just says Sean Kierman, who sold the car for three point four million in twenty twenty. Well, it says here, uh, according to ABC News, that McQueen's memorabilia tend to sell for a lot of money anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and, and dozens of McQueen's cars, motorcycles, and personal items, like a credit card and sunglasses, have been sold over the years. Yeah, now he's famous for The Great Escape. I hadn't heard of him being in this movie before, but I kind of dig it. I can see why he was popular. He had blue eyes, you know, handsome-looking devil. Uh-huh. Does cool scenes where he's a tough guy, you know. Kind of. I wonder if he started that trend. Nah, John Wayne probably. I'm assuming. Anyway. Yeah, he's got like the tough guy demeanor, but not like overly. Like he's still yeah. uh, just kind of like um, serious. He's just, he's serious in those. Yeah, kind of kind of dry. Yeah. Just cut and dry. This is the way it's going to be. No no nonsense type of demeanor. Yeah. So I noticed a couple things in movies. One, it'd be terribly easy to steal. So they go through and they got traveler's checks, right? Yeah. And uh, they count out like, you know, oh, this guy's loaded because he's got like $2,000 in traveler's checks. And I'm thinking, yeah. And they just stuff him in the envelope, hand him to the guy, walk away. Yeah. Assuming that nobody will pop any of those out there in $100 increments. Right. Which in 1968 is a lot of money. Oh, yeah. You know, and all the evidence. They handled all the evidence and they're like, yeah, run this for fingerprints as I have it in my hand. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, okie dokie. Boy, have times changed. <clears throat> while, while I was watching, I was thinking, you know what? I'm not a huge fan of remakes because a lot of times they go flop, mm-hmm. more flop than on. Oh, yeah. I thought, man, I would love to see a remake of this one. This one, I think if done right, mm-hmm. it would yeah. be an, it would be a great remake. <laughs> watching with the car chase and all that. I mean, you don't just basically like almost a shot-for-shot shot remake. I mean, there's so many things you'd have to modify because... You know where we see, where we see everybody pull over to go to the payphone. Yeah, gosh. Now you just jump in the car and call on your cell phone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I noticed that it stuck out because there, a few points during the movie, it's like, oh, I gotta go over here and make a call, or I gotta stop the car and jump out. I was thinking the whole airport scene was kind of silly. Yeah. In today's time, though, I mean, think about it. A guy jumps out the back of an airplane, runs across the tarmac, hides, runs back across the tarmac, and gets back in with the general population. Yeah. That today you'd be shot 20 times and arrested after that and then probably publicly executed after that. Yeah. And, and what I thought was funny was when they said uh, that they notified the security guard. Yeah. Yeah, said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Call security guard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is one guy literally at an airport. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going. Who's watching the rest of this airport yeah. while this cat's running around aimlessly? <laughs> yeah. The security guard. Uh, and then, you know, it's funny how all the phones linked direct to whoever they wanted to call. Yeah. How does that happen? <laughs> they just worked. Yeah. <laughs> I saw him dial zero on one of them. He's like, yeah. And the guy walks over, picks up the phone. He's like, okay, yeah, yeah, it's me. I'm like, uh-huh. And you're right. Go get the security guard. Yeah. So when the, when the giant airliner taxis just above Steve McQueen's head, that was Steve McQueen. That wasn't a stunt double being used to run through there. Yeah. And, and producers... Uh, he was asked if producers couldn't find a dummy, and McQueen uh, replied, they did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pretty neat. Did you guys notice the budget? No. I have no idea. Want to guess? Well, they only used four cars. Can't be that much. Uh, yeah. 
What was the car back then? $2,000? Probably. Yeah. $10 million. All right. Dave? Mm, nineteen sixty-eight. I'm gonna say like four million. You're right. <laughs> four million. Bam! Wow. I mean, it, Joe, Tom's. I mean, they, back then they had four million. Yeah, like but they a had trillion right yeah, now. Yeah, but they had to pay for the security guard. It's <laughs> 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 not free. And they only had four cards. I mean, can you imagine how many cards the Fast and Furious movies go through? Oh, oh okay. Those budgets are probably okay. Huge. But I'm gonna spin spin the time back a little bit. Mm-hmm. The Dukes of Hazard. Look how many charges they went through. Well, that's each week they're wrecking it, though. Right. That's what I'm saying. This is just one movie. You know, today's budget could handle that kind of you know that many yeah. cars. But I guarantee they didn't go. The Fast and Furious went through as many cars as like a Dukes of Hazard, which is in the same around the same time period as as uh, Bullet. Yeah. <clears throat> so it's funny we're talking about the cars. So the director wanted speeds of 75 to 80, and they got up to 110. Wow. Um, which is, you know, you could kind of tell they were they were moving. Yeah, yeah, they wouldn't let uh, grass grow underneath. Under they were feet. denied permission to film on the Golden Gate Bridge. Really? Yeah, I wonder even, why. But they're allowed to go on Southern San Francisco. Interesting. Yeah, it bugs me if there's a car chase in a movie, and you can tell they're not really going that fast. Yes. That yeah. always that always bothers me if they try to. It bothers me when they're driving and you can see the background behind them doesn't match. Yeah, the, the green screen doesn't. Yeah, I'm just like, oh boy. And you know what my pet peeve? Motorcycle movies. So they have a four-stroke motorcycle and a two-stroke. And they always mess it up. <laughs> I don't understand how in the world you can screw that up. But they do. <laughs> they figure it out. Oh, I just, I'm just like, has nobody watched this? Is you that know? like the shifting just the sound of it, like sound. a four-stroke sounds kind of like a diesel truck, and then you know a two-stroke sounds like a high-pitched weed eater. Mm, okay. And you know even the latest movies, like you know, um, shoot, what was the last one? Oh, they had several, like the Supercross one or whatever. Let me look them up real quick. Uh, Supercross. So there was this, this whole thing, and we're in the motorcycle community, but you know. This whole thing of like motocross movies, they uh, they always talk about how th- they're going to do this one for real because the rest of them suck. <laughs> yeah, no, this one's going to be good, we promise. You know, and um, they screw it up every they time. They screw it up anyway. <laughs> the world's fastest Indian was pretty good, but uh, man, what's the newest one? It's about a guy that goes over and he wants to be a soldier, so he's a soldier because he can ride motorcycles. He got a cool job. He gets blown up, hurts his leg, comes back home. You know, jumps into the professional motocross scene and just starts winning money because you know that's what you can do. <clears throat> but uh, I have to look it up a little more here. Berman's story or something like that is what it is. But motor, motor. Okay. Uh, Twenty best. Uh, So, and it's fairly new. Yeah, okay, here we go. Bennett's War, 2019. So we're talking just a couple of years ago. Bennett's War, you know, great job by the actors, great job by the stunt people and all that, but they have sh- shots of the race where the sound doesn't match because they're in a single two-stroke in the race. Yeah. But you can hear two-stroke engines. 
And I'm just like, somebody slapped the sound guy. I mean, in this day and age, you can't figure that one out. Well, they're probably thinking, well, who will notice? Uh, well, we know at least one person did. <laughs> and then back in 2005, they did Supercross, where everybody in the motorcycle industry is like, this is going to be awesome. We brought in professionals. Same thing. <laughs> I'm just like, what in the world? Anyway. So that's what that's what I did like about this movie. The sounds matched. You know, you could hear this, the uh, tires screeching. You know, they matched. The cars sounded like they should. And, and it was all in the realm of possibility of believability. Yeah, that's they, what I mean. They didn't you go... Know, you know, they didn't go the Chuck Norris route of Bullet getting in a big uh, shootout and mm-hmm. he shot thirty guys with with a with a single shot. And you know, I did think that part was funny. Did you guys notice that? What's that? that? The gun, like he didn't pull his gun out and use it until the very last scene. If I'm chasing a cat through a basement of a building, you know, I'm gonna have my gun out. You know, I did. I I never. He put his hit. hand in his pocket at one point. Yeah. And he kind of pulled it out a little bit and looked around the corner, but after that, he just chased the guy. Now, one like, thing I do have yeah. issue with was when McQueen was chasing, the, when Bullet was chasing the guy through the hospital, mm-hmm. and he goes down in the basement, and it's like in the physical therapy area. Yeah, yeah. He looks to the left, and the guy's literally right there. Right in front, there, yeah. And he did not see him. Now, that room didn't look dark enough I to I kind of assumed it was just because it was dark. Yeah, but I, from the looks of it, it didn't look dark enough to justify that yeah, that he, he didn't see. see yeah. yeah, I agree because I was like, he's looking right at him. Yeah, shooting. Yeah, but he didn't have his gun out, so you know. Uh, so I'm going now. Now listen, I I, I believe that he's this great uh, cop up to this point, but now if he's really searching out for that guy, he's literally within two feet of him. And if it was yeah. if the room was pitch black, okay, that's believable. But yeah. when when there's lights on in the background and there are lights in, on there for in, intentionally not an accidental stage light. I'm sorry, I'm not buying what you're selling. Hmm. So, in my usual question, when you think of the movie Bullet now, mm-hmm. what scene's going to stand out for you? Oh, the car chase. Yeah, I was about to say. Yeah, yeah I agree. That stood out for me. The part where he locked up his brakes and missed the turn and reversed back, which was a complete accident, that stands out in my head. Mm-hmm. And that car sounded good. Yeah, you know, and the Dodge Charger sounded good. Now, now, one thing that I will think of that was completely uh, wasn't intentional. Cena and I was watching, and, and when Bullet pulls down and parallel parks on that on the the hill there, so he goes, "Can you imagine trying to parallel park on a hill like that?" I said, "No, I'd have parked in that parking garage literally across the street." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, you know, that's one thing I never thought of was trying to parallel park on an incline like that. Yeah. I just yeah, your e-brake better be working pretty good. <laughs> exactly. I guess with that, you're supposed to like turn your wheel... Towards the curb. So that if it did kick out, it would roll towards the curb? Yeah. Your car? Hey, I remember something from Driver's Ed. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Good job to Mr. C. Yeah. Yeah, I mentioned earlier, a $4 million budget. $42 million at the box office. Nice, wow. re- nice return on investment right there. Yeah. His uh, girlfriend, what, what was her name again, Joe? Is that Jacqueline? Let me pull it up here. That's so funny because it, I don't know. She had a role in it, and at first I wasn't even sure what her role was. Yeah. was and then Kathy? all of a sudden, bam, she had an important part. Was it Kathy? I don't know. 
He never really said her name. I didn't even know his girlfriend at first. I think it was Kathy played by Jacqueline Bissett. Yeah, yeah, because I, I, yeah. Yeah, I, I first thought he just lived by himself. Because <laughs> you never really seen her around, and then all of a sudden she just kind of showed up out of nowhere. Because when he was at the grocery store and picked up all those TV dinners, I was like, oh, yeah, that, uh, that makes sense. He lives by himself. He's not married. Mm-hmm. Well, I just, you know. Uh... She's still doing movies. Really? Yeah. Nothing I've ever heard of, but still doing <laughs> And he's going in. I thought maybe she was just some sort of uh, crime lab type person, or like right. he's just talking to her, and then hmm. yeah. yeah, it seems professional until it doesn't. Yeah. Huh? Well, she did a movie I didn't even know existed. It was released in 2017. It was 9/11. It stars Charlie Sheen and Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah. And it's about. You know, the Twin Towers. I didn't even know that that, that movie existed because the last one I knew of was World Trade Center with Nicolas Cage. And there wasn't there like a flight, Flight ninety three. Yeah, they did a movie on that too. I think. Yes. Oh, she was on Nip Tuck. Nicolas Cage has he ever made an appearance here on this show? I don't think he has. Somehow he hasn't. Jim Carrey's. Yet to make an appearance as well. Yes, and and I'm a fan of Jim Carrey's work. So I, there, well, there's a lot of good actors that we hold in high regard that haven't somehow haven't made an appearance yet. Yeah, I noticed Bullet is rated PG slash M, so it's like PG with some mature content. Yeah, kind of like a PG thirteen almost. Which I, I can see that, I mean, because it wasn't, with it being a 60s movie, there wasn't, like, a bunch of foul language and stuff like that, and it wasn't even really, uh, it was kind of more of a serious movie, you think about it, it was, there wasn't any comedy, and there wasn't any uh, adult content other than probably the gun, the, the violence, the gun, the shootouts and stuff like that, but there wasn't, you know, a bunch of nudity and, right. and foul language and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. So, man, what a good car scene. Yeah, definitely a movie you could watch with, like, your younger son. Like, wouldn't be a... Yeah. Yeah. Totally terrible. The only, I mean, you know, the, the scene where the lady's strangled in the hotel room is a little racy, but not bad. Right. Well, and I guess the, the, yeah. the gunshot there to getting one takes, you know, shotgun blast to the head and yeah. the leg. That's kind of... Didn't really get him in the head as much. You know, this was one of the first movies where they used those exploding blood packets, though. Really? Well, you could yeah. tell because it looked like they just took a paintbrush and ran red paint down his leg. <laughs> so that makes sense on why it looked like that. So, <clears throat> did you guys, and it could just be my short attention span, but did you guys find any spots, like, more at the beginning than anything, like... Had a hard time trying to figure out the whole story. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. That okay. was like the, the girlfriend that. deal. I was like, what role? And then all of a sudden, at the end of the movie, she plays an important role. Yeah. Which is a complete curveball to the storyline. Because I was sitting there, and I was like, maybe I missed something. But like at the beginning, I was 
I had very like with the, the first 20 minutes I had a very hard time trying to get in the storyline trying to figure out where everybody was in this puzzle yeah. so then I stopped the movie went and looked up the the, the plot of the movie and it's like okay now I know where to, to start from and then the action started kicking in and it was getting really good and then it, it wasn't I, it was one of those I didn't have a full grasp on how everything was playing out but uh, I went along for the ride anyway and it was fun and then, like you said, like the 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 girl just pops up out of nowhere. It's like, wait a minute, I thought he was single because that's why he was buying the TV dinners at the market. I just mm-hmm. okay, so so I didn't miss something. Okay, I, I, no, that's because she kind of was there, or not. And then, like I said, I was baffled because then they have this whole serious talk on the side of the highway after she sees the dead woman. She's like, "You have this darkness about you, and you know, is that part of our deal?" And I was like. There was zero relationship issues until right then. And then all of a sudden, it's a smack in the face of, wow, now she's really disturbed by him being a cop. Yeah, because I was thinking, okay, either I missed something or we're like, we're going the route of the room where you just randomly <laughs> pops up. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Bringing up the room as a comparison. Wow. This just, movie's tanked. Well, just of just randomness that makes absolutely no sense. Woo. <laughs> Did I did I overstep my line there, Dave? No, no. <laughs> I'm with you, Jeff. I, I kind of, I mean, I'm with you. It makes sense. I was totally confused at times in the beginning. They're throwing around so many names, like rapid fire. This guy, that guy. I'm like, who are all these people? I was trying to follow. Yeah, stuff. yeah. It was almost the point. Like, I, I would have welcomed them wearing the "Hello, my name is" stickers on their shirt. To yeah, figure out gosh, who, who's who. So yeah, just a weird deal, and that's that's why I was like, you know, you have this movie that's all about this whole mob, you know, scene thing deal where you're trying to figure out who actually robbed the mob and how it's all playing out and what's going on there, and then it circles back to oh by the way, he's dark and mysterious and hiding this secret work life type bad issues from his lady friend. Yeah, and then it goes away. Yeah, you never hear about it again. <laughs> At the end of the movie, well, that's where I was getting. Did he dump her? Did she dump him? What's going yeah. on here? Well, that's where I got the comparison from the room because uh, they showed that the the girl's mom said she had cancer, and then that was it. It just it came and went, and and that's the way bullets. Uh, I'm going to assume it's girlfriend because apparently it's not his wife. She just shows up out of nowhere and goes away just as quick as she comes, and there's no. Wait a minute, wife? You think wife? I, no, I said I'm assuming girlfriend. I'm not. Yeah, that's what I mean. I, he didn't have a wedding ring on. I right. know, that is weird. Because, I mean, for 1968... That's what I'm saying. I'm assuming... That's what I'm saying. I'm assuming it's not his wife. I right, mean, right. Still, that's what I'm, I'm just saying, you know, 1968 having a... Huh. Seductress. You know what's crazy, too? That she, they just let her roll up on this, the police scene. Yes. You know, she just runs in the door, standing there looking at it, and everybody's like, oh, okay, yeah, cool. Well, and you know, and even the shooting in the airports is the same way. Everybody's just standing around looking. Well, yeah, everybody, yeah, it was like not a problem to be walking around an airport with a loaded gun. I'd have been like, damn, I almost got shot. Yeah. Everybody's like, oh, really? That guy dead? Hmm. I hate that I think I'll stand here in the crowd and watch. Yeah. Yeah, there wasn't like panic of people just flooding. Yeah. yeah it was I'd just... still be getting out of there. You'd, I'd still be running across the airport and trying to get out of the way of whatever's next anyway. Yeah, yeah. Those people just standing around looking. Hey, well, kid, turn your head a little bit, but, you know, I'm going to keep looking. Yeah, well, and, and the mother covers the kid's eyes after all. After, it's after all it all done. goes down, yeah. yeah, didn't try to shield him from any bullets flying around. Yeah, but, yeah. But by golly, don't look at it. Yeah. Okay, that's enough blood. Now get over here. Yeah. 
or, or was she afraid like the kids going to get a stick and go and start poking it? <laughs> well, and the whole hospital thing, because, you know, I used to work in a hospital and I knew the whole patient privacy, all that, mm-hmm. and and seeing all that play out, it was just like, oh that, my gosh. There is such yeah, what so a fiasco. Huge, yeah. Changes. I like how it's, hey, nurse, call the doctor and bring the crash cart. Five minutes later, yeah. <laughs> they roll through this little rinky dink cart. Yeah. I was like, oh boy. You weren't getting saved back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> as far as following the characters, there's like three different guys that are just dark haired guys with slicked hair. You're like, oh, they look which, the same, didn't yeah, they? What the yeah. Heck guy is that? Yeah, and, and come to find out, like, not all of them's with one group, but like, the one's one of the good guys, one's one of the bad guys, and the other guy, eh. <laughs> you, you determine where he falls in. It's so I, I'm glad I wasn't alone on that because I I thought that my short attention span had kicked in and I had missed some some key point at, within within there somewhere that I just didn't pick up on. Because I even stopped and I yeah. seen I said because she she pays way better attention than I do and I make no bones about it. Yeah. And I asked her I said did I miss something? She said. No, because I'm just as confused. I said, okay, good. <laughs> I guess uh, McQueen was a little bit of a pain to work with, according to some directors and producers. Really? He was combative. On this movie on or just in general? In general. But really? was in such high demand that in 1974, he's the highest paid movie star in the world. So it's one of Really? The, it's almost just worth the, the aggravation. Yeah. King of Cool, some called him. Nicknamed. I I could see that just just the his demeanor in the movie alone, I I could see him. Yeah. In in that time period, I mean he had that look about him, kind of the silent, cool, you know James Dean look. Yeah. He died early though. Something happened. Yeah. Age fifty. Cancer. Oh man. Oh. Bummer. So Steve McQueen based his based uh, bullet on San Francisco homicide inspector Dave Toshi, made famous for his work on the Zodiac killings. McQueen had a copy of Toshi's custom fast draw shoulder holster for the movie. Mm, yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, it, in my mind, this was a good movie, even though 1968 I enjoyed watching it. Yeah. So I, I think as a fan pick, good job. Yeah, I don't know who submitted that one, but good job. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it would, as with any older movie, though, I'm, I'm really impressed. 1968 with the car chase scenes, the camera work. I can see, the camera work was yeah, why this was unique. one of the best yeah. car chase scenes and why it was revolutionized the game. Yeah, it won an Oscar for like film editing or something. Best, uh, best film editing. Yeah, I mean, I can see that. I just, you know, the acting, a lot of silence. Yes. Just kind of driving around. <laughs> around the city. And, and, and chasing mean, the guy through a hospital. I mean, the... Yeah, just in general. A lot of silence, you know. It a kind of slow quality, for me at least. I thought, I was like... Yeah. Some, some parts dragged a little bit. Well, that's like, in the hospital scene, he's drinking milk and eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Yeah, who cares? And, well, I just, you know... Yeah, okay, so I thought that was weird. So, <laughs> yeah, he's just so going like, to hang out and eat here and wait and see what happens. Well, and, and leading up to that, he's walking down the hallway and a just random nurse pops out behind a corner and goes, are you the man that hadn't had dinner? And he goes, yes. And she just hands him that tray with the peanut butter sandwich, uh, peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I'm going, what? 
Yeah. Since when are you like just walking down the hallway and this lady pops out a corner? Are you hungry? I mean, I get that at Sam's Club with when they're trying to upset you know, on like whatever's today's meal special is that, that you want you to try, but never have I been somewhere and some lady just popped up uh, with a tray of food. Hey, are you hungry? Yeah, <laughs> I wish that happened, but yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, just like in the hospital, they're doing surgery and it's just kind of like the sound of like surgical tools and clinking around and like just talking a little bit the doctors are just kind of there, 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 there for like a couple minutes ago like, yeah it's just a long surgery scene yeah yeah the surgery yeah i don't understand what the i mean i get the gist of the reasoning of the scene itself but yeah it went on way too long yeah like i didn't have to watch you they're building suspense yeah I don't have to but sit there was no background music of building suspense. <laughs> yeah, I don't have to sit there and watch you sew every stitch in. The first three stitches are fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, I'm just like, wow, this, things were a little different the way they made. Yeah, because I mean, it's a two-hour movie. movie I, they then. could have easily not. Been was down it two and, hours? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they Can you imagine like a similar style today? I mean, people with their attention spans. Oh, like oh gosh, yeah. Out. The 10-minute car chase with no, no background music. Yeah. and Yeah, they, they could have... Walk out. Dude. What the heck is this? Somebody yeah. forgot to put the music in this. Well, in the, in the, in the, like the, the surgical scene and the autopsy, the, the drag out on the autopsy. Oh, gosh, yeah. So, all right. You guys ready to rate this baby up? Let's do it. I'll go medium. Not Nothing wrong with it for what it is and... Some, some highlights that puts me. me in a tough spot. I'll take a medium. I was thinking large just because of the quality, the car chase scene, you know, that part of it. But you're kind of right. The last thing you brought up there was the, kind of the dragging out of the long scenes. Yeah. I don't know. Like, if someone asked me, hey, would, would you recommend I watch this? I'd be like, eh. <laughs> it depends on the type of person you are. If you did it for the nostalgia and for the revolutionary camera work, yeah. Right. But otherwise, I don't know. We're so hard on the ratings. That's a tough one. Because, yeah. I mean, to get a mop bucket, you got to... I mean, I think I'm the only one that's got a mop bucket so far, and i got several, but... <laughs> <laughs> but don't, you know, don't, don't break your arm, but pat yourself on yeah, the back. Yeah, I know. But you know what I mean? It's so hard to get a mop bucket, which means a large... There's so many movies in the large category that have just been outstanding. Yeah. I don't know that this gets there. Especially after what Justin just brought up of, you know, just... A nine-minute car chase scene with no background effects, even though it was fantastic oh, for right. what it was. Right. Oh, help me out, Joe. What are you thinking? I all so I had my my set going in, coming in here, and then we've talked, and I almost want to up it, but I'm I'm going to stick to my guns on this one, and I'm going overflowing small with an asterisk. Really? Yes. What's the asterisk? I think if. This is one of those rare movies that you need to watch two or three times. Oh, gosh. To to get the whole plot. Because we would just sit here and discuss that there were just some random scenes, uh, some randomness that just didn't make sense. I couldn't watch it two or three times. I can't either. That's why I'm giving it the overflowing small. Because I think it's one of those, if I go back and watch it again, it might make more sense. But I don't want to subject myself to that punishment. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're talking about the random scenes, the guy... That he's supposed to switch places with in the hotel room. He climbed up on top of the bed. 
It was like, no, no, I'm not. There's a window in. right there. That's yeah. yeah. And how crazy was that? I forgot about that scene. You know, but who climbs up on a bed to try to get away with somebody? Yeah, and, they're and, turning, and get in the closet, do something. Yeah, yeah. The window's literally right there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And walk. they comment about that. There's windows everywhere in you know, the freeway. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you had to walk past the window. A fire to get escape. To that, wall. that was yeah. all big issues in that room. Windows, yeah. fire escape. Yeah, literally. And he just climbs up on the bed and kind of turns away. He's like, I'm not looking. I know you're gonna shoot me, but I'm not looking. Well, hide on top of the bed. Yeah. Anyway, okay, all right. So, yeah, I mean, overflowing even, small. E- even the four-year-old knows to hide under the covers. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, really. All right, well, I'm going to go with medium. Okay. Justin talked me into it. I, I can't go down to overflowing small. I can't go below medium just because the iconic scenes. Right. Well, I could, that's why I couldn't give it a small because it wasn't a horrible movie, but yet just... The, yeah. the randomness of, of stuff and it's not adding up it yeah. just kind of it bothered me it took me you. out of the experience that makes sense okay so two mediums overflowing small we're all in the same ball- ballpark oh yeah that's not bad and not a bad movie no for what it is for what it is yeah that's kind of uh, 1968 I mean yeah. alright well Justin you better have a home run lined up because your I picks do. lately have been pretty shallow I do okay no, I don't know I can't okay. remember what you picked die last hard. time die hard really hated die hard yeah Ugh. Die Hard was my other one. Okay. Oh, the push. That was a, that was a good one. That's that 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 was an interesting. The one. push. Yeah, that's where they did the that, social. Yeah, experience. I was thinking back to that one. That one was messed up. Yeah. yeah. All right. Anyway. All right. So, all right. Justin, do you have a pick? Yep. You're gonna share it with us. Yeah, we're going. Uh, all right. We're going. Uh, <clears throat> what martial arts with Ip Man from 2008. The what? what? Is it? Uh, Ip Man. I P space Man. 2008. What kind of trickery is this? Switching gears. We haven't covered a fighting movie yet. Yep, man. Yep. And I figured you guys hadn't seen it. So. Oh, jeez. <laughs> it's got Mike Tyson in it. Really? Alright, so who's going to do the Mike Tyson impression next week? And it's week? loosely based on a true story. <laughs> Very loosely, probably. <laughs> Okay, so where can we watch Ip Man? Netflix. Okay. So it says, Ip Man, also known as Yip Man, was a Chinese martial artist and grandmaster art Wing Chun. He had several students who later became martial arts something or another's. <laughs> it's a, it ended kind of there, but it's a martial arts biographer, biography film based on the life of Ip Man, a grandmaster. Well, they and like, a teacher of Bruce Lee. I'm going to say, have... Uh, Three out of, they have two, three, and four, so it must not be too. It must be a pretty popular movie. Yep, could be a disaster. We'll see. So it's uh, offered a friendly sparring match with Ip. I don't know, Justin. <laughs> he you was brought undefeated. Us, you brought us the disaster artist, which was based on the room, and that got high ratings. So, <laughs> you know, you're you're hitting more than you're missing. So, but yeah, you hit. Yeah. But yeah. Been you, the slide lately, so. Well, I don't know. You, you hit a good one in mind of Dave's book with Die Hard, but yet you claimed that one was a miss. So I don't know what happened there. Yeah. Wow, this is a so this is based off of the the deal that happened back in 1911 and 1916 when he was 24 years old. Nineteen thirty-eight. So all this is based off of early nineteen hundreds. 
He was born in 1893. Died in 1972. 79 years old. Huh. We'll see. Goodbye. Yip Man. Yip Kai Man. Yi Win. Those are his other names. How is Yippie Kai A not one of them? <laughs> <laughs> his occupation? Martial artist. So this is going to be about that, martial arts. Loosely based biography. Okay, we shall see, Justin. This could be, this could be another general type movie. Could be another uh, uh, Die Max. Hard. I don't know. Could be Mad Max. <laughs> Who knows what you have going on here? Yeah. We shall find out, though. All right, well, everybody, you got one week. Trap this, track this movie down. Ip Man on Netflix. Watch it with us. If you don't have Netflix, steal somebody's password and yeah. no. Uh, according to here, you can watch it on Plex for free. Okay, or watch it on Plex. Joe, Joe's got the background stuff. So Joe, if anybody uh, needs the information, lay it on them. Yeah. For more news and reviews, visit our website at beenthereWatchThat.com. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast, Been There Watch That, and leave us a five star review. We're on all the major platforms and follow us on social media at BTWT Pod. And let us know uh, if we are, because we're on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, and let us know if we are hitting dingers or if we're completely wrong on our reviews. <laughs> completely off our rockers. Yeah. Yeah, and if uh, Howard the Duck really deserves oh, as much. Oh, it does. Don't <laughs> even start with that. As much heat as it does have. It does. Jeez. <laughs> all right, so gosh. I'm going to end with Howard the Duck, really. What? Hey, you, you got Mad Max in, so I had to get Howard the Duck in. <sighs> and all of our episodes are hosted by Anchor.fm. I don't even know how to follow up the Howard the Duck deal. That just ruined my day. <laughs> episode <laughs> 7, if anybody wants to go. Oh, jeez. I still say that is my favorite episode of all time. That is the most entertaining. I go back and listen to that episode, and I just laugh the entire episode. Anyway. Because Dave gets out his soapbox, and I mean, oh, he preaches geez. to the masses on this. It's an hour of me just getting raked over the coals, which which I think is just hilarious. It's good for you. Oh, it is. Anyway. All right, well, been there, watched that. Man, what a deal this week. The Bullet, 1968. I, I really enjoyed it. I wouldn't have picked it to watch it on my own, so great job by the fan pick, whoever picked that one. Great job. That's yes. a good catch. Good grab. I'm glad we rolled the dice and landed on that one. Um, kind of makes me excited again for the fan. What was the last fan pick? Anybody remember? Oh. I know we had to roll through like throw five. Throw Mama from a train? Yeah. yeah. Throw, that wasn't bad. No, that wasn't bad. But, you know, Bullet, I kind of like, man, I almost hate that I gave it a medium. But Well, it, it was like, man, I wanted to give it a bigger ranking. Yeah, but... yeah, kind of there. It's just, it's just a hard one to. It's all right. We'll see what the Ip Man brings. Yeah. So we can make fun of Justin again. <laughs> What were you thinking? <laughs> this one. How do you pick this thing? I just, I'll just where does that show up anywhere on the radar? Best movies on Netflix. Just Google it. No way. That's how you found it. Best movies on Netflix. Yeah. Wow. Huh. So early prediction here, Justin. Do you yeah. think this is one of the best movies on Netflix? <laughs> uh, it has a pretty good rating on IMDb. That was another factor. I kind of look at some okay. other people right. say. Okay. Okay. So. so does Mad Max, but we sat through <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> Dumpster so Joe's fire. the computer guy. He rolls the algorithms, algorithms, yeah. and looks at the matrix, and you know does his little 
I'm a Google guy. Yeah, you're a Google guy, <laughs> and I just go by based on nostalgia. Yeah. Okay. All right, I see the dynamic here. All right, well, been there, watch that. Geez, you just got the behind-the-scenes version. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we'll be back next week for more of Justin's Pick, the IP man. Make sure you get out there watch it so you can follow along with us and uh, pick it up. So, yeah, been there, watch that. Gave it a medium rating. Woo. Anyway, bullet. We'll be back next week with Justin's pick. Thanks for joining us, and uh, everybody have a great week. <laughs>